activated faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. I like the new living. I love the way it's phrased. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. I'm getting mixed signals if I shared this story the last time I was here or not. Um, but for those of you who maybe are new and did not hear it, I'm going to share it again. I felt led in the last service to share it. I took it out of my notes this service, but I'm just kind of feeling from the Lord I need to share it again. Uh, right before Thanksgiving of 17, we were excited. We took a picture, wrote a four on a pumpkin, and we were about to tell everybody, hey, we're having our fourth baby. We were super pumped about it. And our assistant, Desiree, came over and took a picture. And we were like, this is awesome. So we we're heading to the ultrasound to find out if we were having a girl or a boy. And on the drive there, I felt this. I, I can't describe it. I'm not hyper-spiritualizing it, but I felt deep in my spirit like the Lord said, Daniel, I've given you strength for this moment. Now, I'm an authority of the believer guy. I'm a power of confession guy. So I'm like James 4, 7 says that we have the authority to resist the devil and he has to flee. So as I'm trying to pray through it and not startle my wife, I kept feeling the peace of God kind of pushing back. And I'm like, God, what am, what am, I, what am I needing strength for? And we got there and my wife's checking in and we walk down this hallway and we get to the ultrasound room. Maybe some of you in this room have experienced something similar to this. They looked at me and looked at my wife and the ultrasound tech said, I'm so sorry. There's no heartbeat. You've lost the baby. I felt this room. It felt like it was decently comfortable in size before it felt smaller. I had to sit down because I saw spots. I thought I was going to black out. I heard the enemy say, you tell people that Jesus is good and that hope and, and life is real. And look at you now. Microphone preaching to the masses. And now you're sitting here. Here's the truth. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. We have lots of questions. And in our humanity, we have to process. We have to grieve. We have to walk it out. And my wife and I walked to the car. We couldn't even talk. We drove home and just turned on worship music. And over a period of five, six weeks, we had to process and walk out this devastating news. A pastor friend of mine from Omaha called me and asked me to come preach. But I had a little schedule and he ended up calling me and said, man, I'm so sorry. I don't know why. But I just felt like the Lord told me to cancel on you this weekend. And I said, well, why? He said, I don't know why. I said, okay, why? He's like, I don't know why. I was like, I got it. Why? <laughs> like, and so I, I said, okay, I guess I'll stay home with Jackie. I mean, it was my first time back out after six weeks off the road. And we kind of got back into a normalcy. And, and I said to my wife, hey, I'm not going to Omaha this weekend. She said, why? I, said, I don't know why. And she goes, but why? I'm like, what? Why do we keep doing this? And so my assistant's daughter, uh, Desiree and Matt, my MD's daughter, she had a Peter Pan Jr. high play. And so we were like, well, I guess we could do that. I have seven hours to kill. So let's do that. So we go to this junior high play. And it's okay. You know what I mean? Like they took three intermissions. I'm like, why? Why do we keep taking intermissions? These kids don't even know their parts. Like, <laughs> speed it up, Charlie. You know what I mean? And so I'm looking at my wife and she seems to be having a good time. And I've got my three amazing kids there. And, and I said... You okay? And she said, yeah, I'm good. 15 minutes later, I looked at her and she had no color in her face. Her lips were the color of her skin. And I said, babe, are you okay? And she said, I don't think so. And we were driving 108 mile an hour on the freeway to what ended up being a life-saving surgery. They put her on this medication and you know, the side effects were, you know, kind of inconsistent. And there was a couple major ones, but you know, they never happen. The doctor was like, oh, those never happen. They just have to put that on there. You know, when you're like, watching tv and they're like try the new sneeze and nasal spray your face might fall off you're like what 
I don't want my entire face to fall off. I don't think I'm going to do that. So we didn't really think much about the side effects because everything was pretty neutral, except the two bad ones were death or bleed to death. And my wife was bleeding to death and they couldn't stop it. And we got there and they put her in critical condition. They ordered three blood transfusions and they had her on multiple transfusions, just trying to keep her pulse up and her blood pressure up. And I'm standing there watching this moment that I couldn't pre-pray or pre-meditate. And I'm watching this happening. And I felt overwhelmed and anxiety and fear. But at the same time, because this is the truth, when you're squeezed in life, what comes out of you is what's hidden inside of you. And as I was squeezed, I felt fear and concern and anxiety. But at the same time, what fills spills. So the scriptures begin to come out of me. Hope begin to come out of me. And I, I, I begin to prophesy and speak into this while I'm also hearing the professionalism of the doctor. The surgeon pulled me outside. She said, I'll be honest with you. This is bad. I've done this surgery before, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to powder. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I've lost people. There's women that have died, but we're going to do our best. And I said, that's not good enough. She said, it's going to be okay. I said, that's getting better. And I found myself because my relationship with God is not a religious, symbolic, lift your hands and sing when you're in front of people sort of relationship. I have a son, son, father sort of connection with God. And as I'm standing there, I started looking around. I had to find a place to get away and talk to him. Y'all ever had one of those times where you just, you got to talk to the Lord like, God, I need you to show up. And I find myself in this ER bathroom. It's small. I need a deliverance just from that moment. Like I'm standing in there and I'll be honest. As soon as I shut the door and locked it, I, ha- I put my fist up and I was, I was frustrated. And I started saying, why are you, are you for real? I don't see you moving right now. And I'm having a one-on-one authentic conversation with God. And I'm not saying that I always do everything right. Lewis, I do believe that these jeans and off-white combo was pretty strong though today. I think it was a good decision. You know what I mean? I think it was okay. Would you agree? It was an okay decision. Sorry. Lewis pulls that out of me. My posture went from this to I closed my eyes in Hebrews 11.1. 1, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen and gives us the assurance of things we cannot see. Bishop Jake said, I'll worship you now and you can do it later because you've been more than good. You've been better than good to me. And so with my fist like this, I opened my hand and I said, you are working all things for my good. All by myself, you are working All things for my good, even though I don't see it, I will still believe you are working all things for my good. And I lifted both hands and I said, and to worship you, I live to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. I didn't have the band back in me. Oh, to worship you, I live, to worship you, I live, I live. I didn't care who was outside the door. I was singing from the top of my lungs and this guy was like, is there anybody in there? And I'm like, give me a minute. You <laughs> see, in those times, you have to find your secret place. You have to find that place where you know 
God, I believe that a providence moment is about to happen. The word providence means an intervention. And as I worshiped, I can't describe it other than this. I felt like heaven's army was backing me. Even though it looked like I was surrounded on the outskirts of the enemy surrounding us, there was someone big enough and strong enough to fix and heal this situation. So I begin to pray with boldness. Today's the day. That the doctors are going to be baffled, anesthesiologists, nurse techs, the nurses, the surgeon. There is going to be a miracle. Heaven's about to touch earth in that room. And Jackie's going to get caught in between. Even down to the people coming in and out to take out the trash are going to be overwhelmed by the anointing that's in that room. So God move. Do what only you can do. Begin to prophesy and begin to speak life. Open that door and I came out ready to take on hell with a water gun. You ever been in that spot before? Walked in the back and my wife's in there and this nurse walks up and he puts his hand up. He goes, sir, stop. And I'm like, and I look at my wife like, oh, she's okay. She's breathing. She's good. He said, I want you to know something. This is going to be okay. And I thought, Man, this is all right. Hey, believers. Like, all right. And he goes, I've released vibes all over this room. And I said, what was that? He said, I've released vibes. And I heard Jackie go, Daniel. I said, whoa, whoa, hold on. Because I'm sanctified, but y'all, I'm not. I said, you released the vibes? He said, they're all over the room. I said, where are they? Show me. And then Jackie's like, Daniel. I said, where are they? He said, some are right there. And I said, well, you can just jump up and grab them. Just jump up and just grab all these vibes. Just gather them all, tuck them back in your fanny pack. And he said, sir, I don't understand. I said, uh, no offense to anybody that likes to use the word vibes. Like I- I'm sending vibes your way. I said, listen, I don't need vibes in this room. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in this room. Jesus is walking in this room. There's no room for vibes when the presence of God is in this room. So I got down next to my wife and on his way out, he said, sir. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I've left a few vibes for you. I said, come back in. Come on in and grab them. They're over here. Just grab them. Got down next to my wife and they had to take her ring off. And again, I mean, in my humanity, I was overwhelmed. You may be a single dad. She may not make this. I heard the enemy talking and handed me her ring. And I said, you're going to be okay. Because faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen and give us the assurance of things we cannot see. I can't describe this moment, y'all. I've always felt like I had faith, but I felt a different level of activated faith that day. Hour and a half went by. She's still in surgery. Three people called me. Grateful that people still hear from Jesus. I'm grateful that people are still listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Three people called me. I didn't put it on Facebook. I didn't put it on the gram. I didn't post it on Twitter. And if you're super old school, you're like, what about MySpace? I didn't put it on MySpace. LinkedIn, none of that stuff. Farmersonly.com. I don't know what your life is like. I didn't do that. Three people called me. One of my closest friends on the planet, a man named William McDowell, calls me. Now he wrote, give myself away. William's a prophet. He flows in a prophetic gift. Here's from the Lord. My phone rings. I see William McDowell. I pick it up. He said, the Lord just told me to call you. What is going on with Jackie? I said, man, she's in surgery right now. I began to walk him through it, and I'm crying on the phone. And he said, no, no, no. Listen, Dana, I want you to hear these words. God is already in there. There's an angel in that room. There's a miracle in that room. The doctors are going to be blown away by what's happening in that room. I know you can't see it, but look at it through the filter of faith. I got off the phone. 
One of my other closest friends who I call pastor now in Houston, Texas, Jeremy Foster, who Pastor Jimmy and I were preaching for this weekend, calls me. Bro, I'm in between services. I heard the Lord just tell me to call you. What's going on? I told him. And one of my fathers in the faith, a man named Mark Barkley, calls me. Same, almost identical prophecy as the first two. The doctor walks through the doors. The doors open, and I see her, and she's real calm like this. And I'm like, she goes, it was a success. I'm like, you could have led with that. Like, you could have popped through the doors like a streamer popper or something. She walks up, and she says, forgive me for my disposition. Forgive me for my posture. She kept looking back. She goes, Daniel, I can't explain medically what just happened in there. See, when doctors start saying stuff like that, you just need to say, give me a minute, I need to have a praise break. (laughs) Just take off running, okay? And I said, what happened? And she said, your wife's, okay, okay, I'll I'll start from a medical standpoint. 11 to 18 is a healthy blood count. I ordered three blood transfusions. I did not feel that your wife's blood count would be any higher than a four and a half to five. The entire time we were in there, my anesthesiologist, my doctor, everybody that was in there running and checking, your wife's blood never dropped below an 11. Her body was producing more blood in 30 minutes than a body should in 30 days. I can't explain it. What should have taken days and weeks was taking seconds, come on somebody, and minutes. That's the God we serve. That's what God will do. Show up, show off. As Kyle Walker threw her weight around the room. I love it. She said it was remarkable. I said, man, that's not remarkable. That's a, it's truly a miracle. And I began to talk to her. And in a matter of moments, I'm able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to her. And they called my wife Supergirl. And her body in recovery time, everything they said would take weeks and months, literally took days. God showed up and he showed off and activated our faith. The Lord speaks to me in life scenarios, and I'm going to give you a couple verses to write down because, again, his word does not return to him void. I'm going to try to bring this in for a landing here in just a moment. Over the Christmas time, my, uh, my wife ordered these fire tablets on Amazon for my kids. So my daughters both have one, and my little boy has one. It's awesome. And uh, they're excited to play it. They come out of the box. You literally type in a quick code, and boom, it's activated, and they just go. It's great. My little boys, for some reason, just was not working. So for over an hour, my wife is messing with this thing and messing with this thing and messing with this thing. And it looked like all the other ones. It was the same weight, the same look. Everything about it seemed like a completed device. Theirs was activated and this one was just not turning on. So I said to my wife, babe, why don't you call Amazon? And she said, why don't you make me a sandwich? I was like, okay, don't threaten me with a good time. I'll make us both a sandwich. You know what I mean? And she wouldn't ask for help for a while. And I went upstairs and my little boy was frustrated. How come it's not working? And because again, it looked exactly like all the other ones. Come downstairs after about two hours, I hear on the phone with Amazon and the lady said, why didn't you just call me? Why didn't you just call us at the beginning? And my, I heard my wife be like, okay, it just, <laughs> the guy thought, and I think we can hook up with this. I thought I could do it on my own. Can we all relate to that in in any area and season of our life? And it wasn't until the lady said this, your daughter Finley's tablet is activated. Your daughter Daphne's tablet I see here has been activated. Your son Brecken's tablet has been deactivated. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak. I had to go in my office and start writing. I heard the Lord say, there are activation codes that you need to speak over churches. 
There are people walking among us, and some of you are in here now, that you feel deactivated. Maybe it was a broken marriage. Maybe it was something that happened to you when you were a kid, and you just put on a facade like everything's okay. Maybe there's a situation that you walk in, and you're like, everything's okay. But the truth is, you're walking among us, and you look complete, and everything looks like a completed device. But the reality is, you've been deactivated, and it's a lie of the enemy. And today's the day, I believe, that every attack... Every assassination against the assignment of the purpose and call of God on your life is about to reverse today. And God's going to show up and move and do what only he can do. I'm going to give you some activation codes. Write these references down. It wasn't until my wife asked for help that it was activated. So here's the first activation code for you for activated faith. Number one, Matthew 7 verse 7 says, ask and you will receive. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Here's activation code number two, Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach his throne of grace with confidence that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in our time of need. And my last activation code for you, we're talking about activated faith, is Philippians chapter one, verse six. I am confident that the creator who has begun such a great, great work among you, I love this part right here, will not stop mid-design. See, in my wife's, thought process maybe there was something wrong with this device maybe the other two was a completed but maybe this one didn't get finished in mid-design it was a completed device it just hadn't been activated it says he will not stop in mid-design but he will keep perfecting and shaping you until the day jesus the anointed liberated king returns to redeem the world say new strength renewed power and activated faith I was uh, having a moment with my kids. The Lord, throughout having kids, I, there's just the Holy Spirit in John 14, 26 says that before Jesus ascended to sit at the right hand of the Father, he left the Holy Spirit here as our comforter, our helper who helps. The one who will help speak through and to you and help you in life and life scenarios. And how many of y'all are grateful for the Holy Spirit? Those gentle nudges, sometimes an audible voice, sometimes an intuition moment, a gut moment, but... I was uh, spending time with my little boy, and the Lord will speak to me in life scenarios a lot. And this is how a lot of sermons come together. And I was sitting with my little boy, and he began to ask me about a situation he was going through. And as his dad, because to a 10-year-old, this is a crisis. But to me, I'm like, I can fix that. And I said, hey, buddy, let me, just, let me just beat you to the end of the story. I got you. I'm going to take care of it for you. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I got you. He said, you're going to take care of it? I said, yes, sir. He goes, you're a man of your word? I said, of course. He said, shake on it? I said, shake on it. He said, spit shake? I said, never. It's weird stuff. I don't know that. So we shook. And, hey, hey, hey. We do our little thing. And he walks out. We're done. I gave my word. Cool. Period at the end of the sentence. Three hours later, his sister Finley comes in. She's like, what's up, Dad? We got a little handshake. I spin her and dip her. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, um, hey, do you remember Brecken? I said, do I remember Brecken? Your brother? Oh, no, sorry. Do you remember Brecken came and talked to you? Oh, I see what's happening. And I said, Brecken sent you in here to check in on it, huh? She's like, what are you talking about? I said, Brecken, get in here. You sent a spy into the camp? He's like, I was just checking to make sure you remembered that we talked about it. I said, buddy, it's been three hours, and I gave you my word. He said, oh, okay, okay. The next morning, I get up super early. I was up this morning at 4.30, so we were like, why? The Lord's not awake. The Lord is definitely awake. But before things ring, ping, ding, and 
I, I just have to get in the presence of God. And I like a paper Bible, man. I like to just get in there and just spend time with the Lord. And I come downstairs. I have a, a routine where I'm making coffee. And I turn and Brecken's down there. He's, he's 10, wiping the counters down a quarter to five. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just doing some cleaning. I said, that's amazing. Look how zealous you are. Let's go look at the toilets. Come on, I'm going to teach you some stuff. But I knew what he was up to. I said, what are you doing? I'm just checking back in with you to see if the conversation we had yesterday, if you had, and I could feel my flesh. How many, how many parents have been in there before? You're like, I've, I've told you once. Like, and I said, I gave you my, and before I could say it, I heard the Lord say, don't yell at him. You do this to me all the time. I said, not me, maybe Jackie. Not me. Heard the Lord say, you'll ask me to heal or restore or fix a situation. You'll place it in my hands and then you keep coming back and checking to make sure I heard you and I listen. You know, in our humanity, sometimes we almost get caught up in works. Like, God, I showed up to church two times this month. I put some money in the bucket. I might have taken a little bit, but I put some in there. Can you show up for me now? And we're constantly going back and forth, playing tug of war, acting like the king of the world, the creator of the universe, the one that spoke everything into existence, except you. He shaped you and molded you in his image, almost like he's overlooked you or forgotten you. The reality is his promises will always be yes and amen. Sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes in the process, we're not sure why things don't happen as fast as we want to. The truth is he is good and his mercies endureth forever and he's got your back. There's nothing in your life exempt from his presence. Nothing in your past, all the way up until last night, all the way up to 30 seconds ago, there's nothing in your life that he hasn't covered and can't fix. And I heard the Lord say this out of 1 Peter 5, 7, what we just talked about as we cast our cares on the Lord. I heard the Lord say this, write this down if you're taking down notes. Stop monitoring things you've already left in God's hands. Today you need new strength, you need renewed power. You need activated faith. Sometimes we have to let go of some things and put them in the hands of God and say, God, I'm, I'm going to put them in your hands and trust that you've got my back. And I'm going to stop monitoring the things that I placed in your hands and trust that I can move forward with confidence. Next time I go back to the doctor, maybe the time after that, I'm believing that they'll start tapering off my medication and say, you no longer have this any longer. I'm believing the miracles are going to break out in families, that addictions are going to break up. I don't know who this is for, and I don't mind speaking it, but you've been bound by nicotine addiction. I just heard the Lord say this, and this is not for everybody. You've been bound by nicotine addiction, and nothing has worked. You've chewed the gum. Maybe you've done the patch. You've been frustrated. And I heard the Lord say, if she will or he will let go of this today, the cravings will end instantly, and you will never go back to it again. You can throw packs away, break the cigarettes up, and everything will shift in your life. I'm a product of this. My dad shot up before he went to church, got instantly sober. The thumbprint of heaven touched my dad and he got set free, healed and delivered and showed up to church one time, beating on my mom, cheating all the time. I was born in an accident, almost aborted. But God, but God, today addictions can break off. You can have activated faith today and everything can shift in your life. Stop monitoring, place it in his hands and receive that new strength, receive that renewed power. Let your faith be activated today. Will you stand to your feet this morning?